My guest is a man who has been called one of the lousiest coaches in the history of football. Oh, correction on that. His name is... I'd rather you not give out my name. But you've written a new book you want to promote it, correct? Well, yeah. Well, what's the name of the book? The Lousiest Coach in the History of Football. And it's about you, correct? Well, yeah, they already printed the damn thing, so mm -hmm. it's too late to change the stinking title. So then who wrote the book? Me, George Flemington. I thought you didn't want your name getting out. That is correct. But you just you just said your name. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did not. All right, fine. Our biggest kid was about five foot four and 156 pounds. And what was his name? Moose. Oh. We called him Moose. Gotcha. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're off. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love time. time. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, I hate to admit it, but I loved this song. I did too. I bought I bought it with my own money when I was a kid. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. And uh, what I loved about it was just the insanity of it. Uh, it you're coming to, they're coming to take me away, haha. 1966, uh, it came out. It was a big hit. And it's so stupid. And it got some criticism because it, some people thought it was making light of mental illness. But nonetheless, it was a huge, giant hit for a guy named Jerry Samuels who just uh, departed this planet at the age of 84. Uh, but he, 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 the name he used on the record was, the artist was Napoleon the Fourteenth. <laughs> Although it read on the on the record, Napoleon the XIV, Roman numerals. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me of an old joke. I saw it on TV one time, and I, it made me laugh really hard I, as a kid. It shows these, uh, this guy uh, in a chariot, a Roman chariot, and he's just been pulled over by a policeman. <laughs> and, and the guy in the chariot said, well, what seems to be the problem, officer? And the, and the officer says, What's the problem? You were speeding. You were doing XXXV in an XV zone. <laughs> very clever. Very good, very good. That is very clever. The cool thing about their coming to take me away, though, was that if you turned, it was a 45, and I'm not going to explain what that is to anybody who can't remember, but if you flipped the record over... played the b-side it was the same song backwards <laughs> i which, didn't know that yeah which made it even more insane and made me like it even more and i hate to say it i probably played the backwards version as much as the other version and then years later i saw this album this the greatest hits of napoleon the 14th and i would never even heard another hit so exactly was it just I, one song so I buy the album. It's got a bunch of songs on it of various kinds, but they're all the same. They're, they they all got that kind of tambourine thing and, and the drum thing. And it's, it, they're pretty much all the same song. And they said, there'll That's be, the, I'm sure the record producers thought there'll be one guy out there stupid enough to buy this album. 
Let's try His it. His name see what is happens. Pat Cashman. <laughs> he lives He lives in the Northwest, and I guarantee you that dumb clock will buy this thing. And we will have made nine ninety nine off that guy. You remember this song? I ain't got a mother. I ain't got a border. Frogman Henry was his name. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Of Frogman Henry. Yeah, Th- this song. I'm alone. Well, I love that song, and so I, and then I saw another, the greatest hits of Clarence Frogman Henry. Uh, same story. I bought the album based on the 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 fun song that he had done, and again, all the songs either sounded exactly like that or they were even worse. So, when are you gonna learn? I don't know. I do not know. Luckily, they, they don't have records much. Well, they're coming back, you know. Everybody's on a big vinyl kick and has yeah. been for for quite a few years now. Well, I'm into the... Record yeah. players are flying off the shelf and people are dusting off their records. Do you have any records? I don't... Yeah, yeah. I, I have some packed away. I don't even know what they are. Yeah, I've got a turntable and I have records, but I, I uh, expunged, I would say, close to a thousand record albums years <sighs> oh, ago. Oh, gosh. Gave them away to people who wanted them, and I threw the rest away. Oh, that yeah. breaks my heart. Well, I saved the ones that really meant something to me. Like or at what, least the give me an album. example. What what would be an example of a record that meant something to you? And don't say the, they're coming to take me away. Was, yeah. No, I mean I you know any Beatles albums with the mostly for their covers. Uh, a few of my most coveted comedy albums. Jonathan Winters mm. and that kind of stuff. Yes, Jonathan Winters. I hope I didn't see what I saw. A little man, six inches long. How many of these little men do you have, Doctor? Over 18,000. I've got them all there in that file cabinet. Those little men, where are they going? What are they looking for? They're looking for little women, you see. That was a great. I I collected. I was. You know. You don't see. You don't hear what they used to call novelty records much anymore. Do you? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I used to That's love a shame. them. I'm, I wasn't a collector. I just liked them, so I wanted to have them. Uh, this one was my favorite, and you've never heard of it. Before. I've heard of it. You've told me this one before. Oh, I did. Here's yes. a, here's just a bit of it. The immortal song, The Little Space Girl, by a guy named Jesse Lee Turner. I was strolling through the park one night, and oh, I felt so blue. When I heard a little voice say, I'm so lonely too. Yeah, so that, uh, I, and, and the chipmunks, you know, anything where the, where the, uh, the sound was sped up, I loved it. And then, of course, if you had it on a 45, if you then reduce the speed of the turntable to 33 and a third, you could kind of hear what the real voice sounded like. Right? Yeah, you could hear what Alvin's voice really sounded like if you slowed it yeah. down. Yeah. I thought that was always pretty masterful to be doing it in the regular voice at the regular speed. Three 
and have it translate well enough into the high speed that it didn't sound. Do you know what I'm saying? The melody all yeah. kicked in, the rhythm all was fine. Yeah, I I don't know how they didn't how they didn't mess that up. I got to take part on a, a Bob Rivers uh, Christmas album one time. We did a couple of songs where I was playing the part of David Seville. He was he was uh, and th- again <laughs> this is ancient history for younger people, but yeah. These novelty albums, there was a, an act called Alvin and the Chipmunks, and they had this adult, this human, presumably, was always lording over the well, chipmunks. Well, he was the, he was, wasn't he the manager of the chipmunks, because they were like, a, the chipmunks were a little singing yeah. trio, yeah. and they, he was their manager. Exactly. But yeah, the, he was also their, kind of their keeper and guardian, too, yeah. when they were and, always getting into trouble. Yeah, he'd, they'd always aggravate him. Here's yeah. an example, here's one of this, part of one of the songs they did. All right, you chipmunks, ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Okay, so that that guy's name is David Seville. So Bob Rivers brought me in to be the David Seville guy. He thought I could pull it off. And again, we would do the chipmunk voices. And you would do the, the words rather deliberately. That's the key to it, so you can understand it. Right, uh, I get it. Okay, got it. Say your words and hit your T's very specifically, and, it'll, and then you'll be able to understand it when you speak. Once it it's up. sped up. So here's a bit of what we did. Uh, I did with Bob Rivers and company. All right, you chipmunks, ready to sing your new song? Oh, here we are. Let's get this over with. Okay, Squeaky. Okay. Okay, Thagadar. Okay. Okay, Melvin. Melvin. Melvin! Relax, old man. Jesus. Christmas chipmunks Okay, so there you go. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. You know, you've been hiding a lot of things from me for decades. And this yeah, is, again, well, one of those things part that of the, hidden from me. the terms of my parole. So. Tell you, Melvin, I got a friend at a research lab that would pay top dollar for a gerbil like you. Could he get me some Viagra? You want an ear growing out of your back, pal? You wouldn't be. You're shaking me. You want me to let the cat in oh, here? I'll do it. Eat puppy. I've been wanting to do it for years, Melvin. Let go for all of you. All right, that's it. I'm going to fire up the barbecue. So my favorite novelty song, and I had to look it up because I didn't know who the guy was who did it, um, was the song called Wet Dream by oh, yeah. Kim, um, Kip Adata. Kip Adata. You knew it. I'm very impressed. Kip Adata yep. in 1988 was when this song was released, and I thought it was so clever. It was April the 41st, being a quadruple leap year. I was driving through downtown Atlantis. My Barracuda was in the shop, so I was in a rented Stingray, and it was overheating. Well, we, we could so get I off on that. No, we uh, don't, but you were starting to say the reason they had novelty songs was what? They made money. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, they sold. They wouldn't make, keep making them if they weren't. And, of course, I'm sure that was to the great aggravation of serious music artists. But you can't tell the public what they want, uh, They just, what they'll buy. They'll buy what they want to buy. I would say I could be wrong, and I probably am. But I would say the only example, there's a couple of novelty songs 
that will drive you nuts because they're intended for um, uh, a juvenile, a kid, a juvenile. No, and kids. So the baby shark song is will drive you mad because it it is it'll just live in your head forever. So the baby shark song is a novelty song, not necessarily intended for radio play, obviously. And then, um, do you know the baby shark song? No. Is this it? Yeah, that's it. It's, it's already stuck in my head now. And then there's a a song called The Duck Song by Bryant Odin that I taught my nephew. A duck walked up to a lemonade stand and he said to the man running the stand, Hey, bump, 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 got any grapes? The man said, No, we just sell lemonade, but it's cold and it's fresh and it's all homemade. Can I get you a glass? The duck said, I'll pass. Then he waddled away. And this plays out over and over. It is the most ridiculous song ever. Come on, duck. Let's walk to the store. I'll buy you some grapes so you won't have to ask anymore. So they walked to the store and the man bought some grapes. He gave one to the duck and the duck said, "Mm, no thanks. But you know what sounds good? Do you think this store has any lemonade? Then he waddled away. Ducks are always great in in novelty songs. (laughs) Exactly. There was, so there was Disco Duck back in oh, the that's 70s. Right. Remember that one? Yeah. Yes. I'm the Disco Okay, so, I mean, we could do the whole podcast. Are you done? Yeah. I guess the only real practitioner of this stuff today is Weird Al. Yeah, he's been, he's been doing it for a long time, and he yeah, does a great he's job. Kind of very, the master of it. Very clever, very clever. Has he got, had any uh, songs out lately? I know that there was a film about him last. Like, didn't a documentary come out about the where the Al it, Yankovic? It, I don't think it's, it was a. It was a, actually a scripted movie. You can, oh, Daniel Radcliffe. Thank you. He played the part of Weird Al. Weird Al's touring a lot, packed houses. Yeah, not me. I'm not a fan. Oh, you're not. Does that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) What is that supposed to be? Well, I think you have to be a person that has a loving heart (laughs) and a joyous look uh, at life. And that's not you. No, it is not. That is so not me. Yeah. That has never been me, and it never will be me. Well, at least you know yourself. I mean, that's well. At least, at least you know me. Yeah, God. I do. Yeah. Uh, also, among the oh, among the departed, uh, why am I laughing? Uh, I was always intrigued by this guy, and I knew his name way back when. And he's never a, a household name. His name was Jim Gordon, and he uh, died at the age of seventy-seven. Probably, and Eric Clapton even said this in, in a biography that he wrote, that he said Jim Gordon was probably the greatest drummer ever, uh, in uh, certainly in the recording industry. What do you do
In fact, he co-wrote the song Layla with Eric uh, oh, Clapton. Such a great song. Gordon was uh, like a studio musician. Uh, and so he, he if you were going to do a song, can we get Jim Jordan? Uh, Jim, uh, Jim Gordon, he's the guy. We don't need Jim Jordan because he's no. so busy doing masterful things in Congress. Yeah, we, we want Jim him. Gordon and, uh, and and Beach Boys, George Harrison, Carly Simon, Steely Dan. Wow. But here's the other thing about Jim Gordon. He spent the last 40 years in prison. For what? Well, he was schizophrenic. He had mental illness. And in one stupor, probably brought on by drugs or alcohol, he murdered his mother. <gasps> but having said that, he's still, I thought it was funny in the obituary that I read. What? That's the top, you know, he's the co-writer of Layla, great drummer session. Oh, yeah. And he also <laughs> murdered his mother. At the very bottom. Oh, well, then he must have been a really, 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 really good drummer yeah, to he was. Um, have that little piece of information buried because, yeah. 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 Good grief. And, and to be fair to him, you you don't know. His mother might have been a real pill. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> oh, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you being so judgy? Yeah, we don't even you don't know the circumstances. Don't sit there and judge. You weren't you weren't there. You didn't you hear what know. she said to him. She was probably begging for it. You don't know how cold his eggs were that she prepared for him. I mean, exactly. you don't know. Come yeah. On. Don't judge lest ye be judged. Right. A couple more for you, Lisa, and then we'll get into it here. Okay. Did you ever hear of a guy named Bobby Caldwell? 71 years old. He no. He died of some I, kind I mean, of toxic poisoning. I don't know. Who is that? He uh, had some hits, and he was a songwriter. had a great voice. In 1978, this was his biggest hit for him, What You Won't Do For Love. I guess you wonder where I've been. And big song for him. And then he wrote a big hit for Peter Cetera of Chicago and, oh. Amy, and Amy Grant in 1986. In fact, this song went number one. Next time I fall. Love, like a road that never ends. How it leads me back again. Too hard, hey. I never understand. Bobby Caldwell. He, Bobby Caldwell said one time he was on an elevator. And uh, they said, "Are you are you Bobby Caldwell?" He said, "I just want to bet. I I bet that you were a white guy, not a black guy." A lot of people thought because of his voice and how smooth he was, Caldwell was uh, was a black man, but he wow. in fact was a white guy and had quite a long and great career. Name not well known, perhaps, but you pr probably know some of his songs. And uh, finally. Um, did, have you ever heard of Dick Fosbury? Nope. You know, you used to read sports on the uh, <laughs> on one of my radio shows. You were the sports reporter, and yeah, uh, I know. And, and so I, I would think a sports person would know, at least have a passing familiarity with the name Dick Fosbury. Nope. I've never. <laughs> 
Well, would, what if I told you he won a gold medal at the 1968 Olympics in the high jump? I wasn't reporting sports in 1968. Why would I know him? Well, most sports reporters have a, a historical bent. You know, they've, they've actually heard of people that came before them. When I developed this technique, it was not that I was trying to win, but I was trying to not lose. Here's the thing, Pat. When I was doing sports, I didn't even care what happened a week before in mm -hmm. sports. I didn't care what happened the day before. I just had to read it. Yeah, and I know, I know. That's I got people, the radio station paid me money. They mm -hmm. gave me money. Huge money. Huge yeah. money. <laughs> Not a lot of it, but the, the where they got those giant sheet-sized dollar bills, I'll never know. Yeah. But it was big, huge money. Big bucks to read the sports that I didn't give a hoot about. Hmm. Thank you and for you saying hoot. Yeah. Oot. Well, I Dick Fosbury, let me tell you, he was right. born in Portland. He? he was born in Portland, Oregon. Grew up in Medford. Oh. He's a very peculiar guy and uh, or seemingly peculiar. Wasn't really a very good athlete, and he was very unsuccessful in the high jump until he came up with an idea, and it originated with him. He just said, why don't I try pushing off my feet but going over the bar backward? Rather, everybody was going over, you know, you would jump, and then you'd what they called the western roll or the Wait, eastern roll. what are roll. you talking about? Did I'm talking about the high jump. Oh, the high jump. Okay, so yeah. there's a big... Yeah, how high is a high jump, by the way? It can be as high as you want. I believe the world record right now is something over 7 feet 10. Oh, my God. So a guy has jumped okay. over. So you um, use a pole and you no, no, run. No, 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 that's the pole vault. This is oh. the high jump. You run you and then you You got nothing but your feet. Yeah, and the, there's a bar across two stanchions, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you can clear it, you've successfully done so. A lot of young uh, kids in high school have started picking it up in grade school, and I've had a couple people ask me on uh, workouts and how I do jump. I, I did the high jump in, uh, in high school, oh. and my brother sent me an article he found that was the, uh, an article about a, a track meet, a state track meet in Oregon. And if you read down, it says, Pat Cashman, high jump, mm -hmm. six foot two and a half inch. Wow. Yeah, wow is right because I I don't believe it. I'm sure oh. <laughs> I'm sure it must be a misprint. I'm about Wait. six I'm about six feet tall. Do you think I could jump two and a half inches over my height? It says well, not, I did, but I not, don't remember it. Not today, you no, couldn't. No, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't jump How six high feet can you... two and a half inches straight down off a ladder. How can how how high can you jump today? Oh God, I don't know. I, I think I could clear two two five something like that. Two, two feet? You could jump two and a half feet. I, I think if I had a long enough run at it.
And they called this a maneuver, the Fosbury Flop. Flip, flop, doobo doobo bop, a flooba doobo beep, oh flop. Flip, flop, flooba doobo bop, a flooba doobo bop, oh flip. 76 years old, he had lymphoma. But the reason he's important, I think, is here's an example of a guy who changed a sport. And, yeah. and, and if you watch High Jump now, I, I still love track and field. It's one of my favorite sports. You watch it now, nobody's doing the old-fashioned way. Everybody's doing the flop, men and women. Mm -hmm. He changed the sport. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, Nobody thought well, I, of it. I think it, I hope that, I don't know, it occurs to me that it would be fitting if they buried him seven feet, four and a half inches down in the earth. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those days or weeks? Of course, everybody. This was my day last week. Okay, this was my week last day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Because I so, had texted you and said, "Hey, I've been, I'm busy. I've been traveling and working. Let's record." And you're like, "Well, at the beginning of the year, my right. wife and I uh, took a trip to Arizona, and I think I mentioned this earlier. We came down with COVID." First time we'd had all the shots and all of that, and uh, it was not very pleasant. Really, like the worst cold you've ever had. A lot of hacking, cough. Have you had COVID? Yeah, I got it in oh, September I... of last year when I went to visit our our mutual friend Trixie in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I assume and... she's no longer your friend. No. <sighs> Yeah, no, yeah, she's yeah. not. I'm bare. I just spoke to her this morning, but I'm not speaking to her after the, today. Okay, so. good. Yeah, um, no, um, but yeah, it was. You're right. It was. It. I was down for the count. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would have felt like without having my vaccination because I was miserable. Yeah, some people brush it right off, and then some people get really sick from it. So we got that at the beginning of the year, and and then last week. Oh shoot, I'm getting a cold, and I got all the usual. You know, sneezing, coughing, hacking, body aches. Uh, and my wife, then she gets it a day or two after I do, only she really gets it. It's mm -hmm. bad. It's really bad. She's very sick. And finally, we make the decision we got to take you to the hospital. And uh, there she so remained for four days. Is home now, but still pretty wobbly. And that. about that same time, <laughs> I'm eating a piece of pizza. I'm not eating peanut brittle. I'm eating a piece of pizza. And not one, not two, but three of my front teeth caps have come out. Oh my God. Yeah, it's sitting in my plate. And I and I got a and I got a gap the size of the Grand Canyon. And I look and I can't so you ever see the movie uh, Ben Hur when the title character Ben Hur goes to find his mother and she's she's come down with bubonic plague le leprosy 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 so he finally finds her and she's hiding in a cave and she's got a hood on and she can't show her face because that's how i felt <laughs> i told my wife i can't go out you could have put a mask on and well that's what out. i did that's what i finally did and yeah. i said i can justify this to people who are wondering because right. some people still wear masks and i'll just say well you know i just had covid and i don't want to expose it right 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 yeah. So I, I, I did Actually, that did you say bit. it like this? Well, I just had COVID, so I don't want to expose you. If it's that funny you say it. that. Yes, I had a lisp, Lisa. I did. Yes, I had a lisp. And, I was, yes. and yes, somebody I wanted did. me to do some voiceover stuff. And I, you know, I mean, I got COVID. I can't do it. But I didn't tell them the real reason I couldn't do it. <laughs> because you all, all of a sudden have. Now's the time to save money like you've never saved it before. Mm-hmm.
looking for someone who is not always nice and but it could be So here's the thing I'm thinking when you said your teeth came out. Yeah. First of all, there's two things I need to, um, two observations I have here. Yes. The first one is, did you know that that, (laughs) did you know that that's one of the biggest stress nightmares people have is losing their teeth? Did you know that? Have you ever had that nightmare? Oh, sure. Everybody has. In yeah, fact, so I've it, had I've had that exact nightmare where not not a tooth comes out, but an entire section of teeth come out. Yeah. That's what happened to me. It wasn't yeah. a dream; it was real. So it was real. So oh, that's God. the first thing. How horrifying! And the second thing is, you're lucky you didn't just gulp those down and swallow your teeth with the pizza because that would be not good. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't if be your good. Your dentist said, "Well, where are your teeth?" I said, well, let me show you where they are. See there? Look down into that bowl. There they are. Actually, you would have said, well, give me a few days. Or I'll yeah. find them in a couple yeah. days. Anticipation. Anticipation is making me <laughs> so what did you do? Keeping me And let me guess, let me guess, you, this happened on a Sunday. It did, it did. When no, how, why does that always happen? Crap always goes down on Sundays. Or weekends, when nobody's yeah. Yeah. Nobody's around, they're not in the office. I had, to, I had to take my wife to the hospital on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. So then you got to go through the whole ER thing. They're understaffed. Oh, it was terrible. Anyway, so I go to the dentist. See, here's what happened. When I was a kid, I was uh, on a grade school football team. It was flag football. And we were practicing, and I ran straight headlong into another guy. Oh, wow. And I hit my my mouth on his helmet. Oh, and God. And he falls over backwards. He's crying, writhing around in pain. We're probably about the fifth grade, sixth grade. And everybody's hovering around this guy to see if he's okay. Meanwhile, I'm standing back behind everybody. And I suddenly start spitting these little chunks of white, like I I thought it was some sort of sand or something, spitting out of my mouth. Oh, God. Some kid looks at me and goes, oh, my God, Cashman, your teeth. And just about that time, a little gust of wind comes up and, and hits my mouth. And up until then, I hadn't really felt any pain. But then I went, oh, everybody hurts. I remember going home, my mom's on the phone, and I grin at her to show her what happened. And she screams, hangs up on whoever it was, and it's like it's the worst thing ever. And she forbid me from playing football again, and all of my four brothers, for that matter. I think my brother Mike played a little football, but then he broke his leg, so that enforced her ban after that. God, you guys. So I always had, I don't know if you remember when you first met me, I had these little... They, they ground, you know, they actually use like a little sandpaper thing uh-huh. to grind your teeth down to. Mm-hmm. So my teeth were, my front teeth were half size. 
little pegs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, not that no. they're not that short, but definitely noticeable. So my whole life I was like that until uh, adulthood. I probably was uh, late twenties, early thirties, and I finally said, "I'm going to get these teeth capped." Finally, and so I did, and I was so delighted. And until <laughs> the other night. When, when they, they said, you know, we've been around long enough. We're leaving this town. And yeah. out they came. So um, Did they just glue the old ones back in? No, I did. Oh! I, I took the, and there was really nothing to glue it to. It was just gums. So I got crazy glue. No! Yeah. Okay, it wasn't crazy glue. It was super glue. No. And, no, it was, no, it was that. I did it, and I, my, it was not my wife's uh, direction, because she's done this before. And she said, glue, because we always glue, like if you get a cut, an open cut, and you, yeah. you don't have time for stitches, you can kind of glue it back shut, your your wound. You can recon- yeah. So, So she said, this will work. So I put oh the glue God. in my mouth and on the teeth, and then I stuck oh them in, and they- I can't believe you did that. They hovered there. And uh, <laughs> so then I go to the dentist, and I go, I said, yeah, I just, my teeth came out, and I said, well, how come they're in now? Oh, I super glued them in. Oh I go, oh, geez, you I didn't. Can't believe you yeah, did they, that. So then they have to work on it, and they finally pull them back off again. Yeah, they have to get a hammer and a chisel out, and pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> or they could have just handed you another piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Every time I've broken a tooth, it's never been something big. It's always been yeah. like a you know piece of pie or something soft. <laughs> it's just like uh, you know the I tooth suddenly says. I ate a banana and yeah. my teeth came out. I ate some pudding and out they came. <laughs> Which I tried to comfort myself, by the way, <laughs> that very night by eating pudding. I, I made some pudding and just, oh, this is, I can live on this. I can live on this for a long time. I don't Aww. need to eat solid food again. Uh, so, so, yeah. so I go to the dentist and they make this prosthetic thing. It takes them a day, but they take right. a, an impression of, my teeth and then then there then this little plastic tray and there's some fake teeth in the front of this tray and yeah. it slides in over your mouth and unless you're looking closely it looks like hey he's got his teeth back again but it's very fragile mm-hmm. and as soon whenever i wasn't needing it i would take it out because you can't eat with it obviously right so i i would always put it in the same place i would put it on this this shelf uh, anyway, when I go to go get the tooth two thing, it's not there anymore. Oh. And I'm looking all around, look on the floor, it's gone. We had to finally surmise it fell off the shelf onto the floor. And we are 95% sure that it became a dog treat for <laughs> my dog Oliver over here, who's with me right now. He's like, hey, look, new teeth. So, I, so for two days, I'm out there disgustedly looking at his droppings, but I never, I never found them. So anyway, I went to the dentist two days ago. He put new posts in, put my old teeth back. So you're all good. So I'm, I'm all good, pretty good. God. So it was just a week of catastrophe, and I'm yeah. so glad that we have this time to finally yeah. do a podcast. You can hear my gravelly voice too. Yeah. I look, I sound a little like yeah. Edgar Buchanan, if anybody remembers the show. Petticoat Junction. Hey, Kate, what's going on over there? Forget about your cares. It is time to relax at the junction. Where's the train? It should be here by now. 
almost three years ago, I wrote these TV commercials and then COVID struck and we, we couldn't do the commercials until finally last week, a window opened. It's time finally to shoot these TV commercials. And I have to call them up and say, you know what? But I can't go because my wife's in the hospital. So there's a bunch of money that flew away. But you know what? You just have to throw back your head and laugh. Right. <laughs> All right. You know, I had an idea one time uh, for a diet. You always see these stories. Yeah, I tried it and it worked and I lost 7,000 pounds, but then I gained it all back as soon as yeah. I stopped. So my diet idea is every week you'll be sent food. The premise is that it is food so disgusting <laughs> that you won't want to eat it. And, and thus you'll lose weight. The Pat Cashman awful food diet. You want you're hungry. You want to eat, but you look at it and you, oh, I can't eat that. That looks like, like a that looks like, like a pair of de teeth in the dog do. I can't eat. What, that. <laughs> like what kind of food would you be? Would you tailor it to people? Because some yes. people yeah. like hate Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. You yeah. send me a box of Brussels sprouts, I'll wolf them down. I'll jump on those like a tramp on a muffin. Yeah. Well, but what what don't you like? See that definitely. I don't like liver. Okay. If you made me eat liver. You you get liver. You'd get liver pudding, L <laughs> liver uh, cookies, liver a la king, you would get. Liver milkshakes. Yes, everything. Uh, what about sardines? Do you like those? Uh, I Yeah, I, I like okay, a good Okay, then those sardine. are out. Those I like a out. good sardine. Um, the other thing is that I could even take foods that you do like, but that, that, that you when you get them, you see that they've been already masticated. Uh, they're, they're already chewed. I don't by, think you have to go that far, but by okay. Somebody else. By me. I don't like blue cheese. If you put blue cheese, blue cheese is, oh my God. How do people, do you like blue cheese? I do. I do. Oh, it stinks. It's so awful. I want to vomit when I even think about blue cheese. So in other words, you're telling me that if you ate blue cheese, you would, you would soon be able to tell Ugh. people that you blew Whoa. blue cheese. Tell me what you want to be, game ain't free, in my best dress, but I need blue cheese, never say please, take out what I want in this life, no selling, but I need blue cheese, tell me what you want to be, game ain't free, got it on lock, but I need new keys, never gonna leave, take out what I want in this life, no selling, but I need blue cheese. Can I have wine to wash it down? Um, yes, the wine would be, it'd be very vinegary though, it'd be almost, oh. almost impossible to consume. <laughs> Oh, trust me, on I'll find a way. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm, that's on my back burner of ideas to my money-making ideas. Oh, God, that's I'd brilliant. That's super brilliant. Hey, here's something I've been noticing lately because I'm such a keen observer of things that other people noticed long ago. When did, and I'm seeing this on like reality shows, and they're a new thing of women. I don't see men doing this, but women... Uh, they if they have a long shirt that hangs over their buck, you know, over your, their pants. Yeah, they, they tuck it in the front. They tuck it in the front. Now, why is that? It's a fashion thing. Don't question it. It's just a fashion thing. It'll well, go. Of course, I can question it. So yeah, it's just, it's just fashion? a fashion thing. Well, yeah. why is that fashionable? I mean, if it was well, a practical thing, like yeah, I'm uh, I'm working around meat grinders and I don't want to get my shirt caught in there, <laughs> I could see that. But what kind of fashion yeah, statement is that? Why does that look good? It looks like you're. You screwed up and looks, you forgot to tuck in. I agree with you. I think it looks dumb, um, but it's a thing, and that's right. it'll go away. It'll All go right. Away. I have nothing more to say about it. I just hey, I have something I wanted to go back to the dentist thing and ask you about that I've yeah. been noticing that's bothering me is when did dentist offices 
And when did they start to use the word guest instead of patient? I had a, I find it so pretentious and restaurants are doing this too. There are, are guests. Everything's a, a guest. And uh, this dental office I have an appointment with is like, uh, they're, you know how they say, fill out your paperwork. We'd appreciate it if all of our guests would fill out their <laughs> dental paperwork prior to their appointment. And I'm thinking, guest? I'm not your guest. If I was your guest, I'd be sipping wine and smoking a doobie while I'm in the chair. But no, <laughs> I'm not your guest. I'm your pay. When did that start? Do you hear that all the time? I don't. I'll tell you, when I didn't hear it was when my wife was in the hospital. You don't go into the emergency room as a guest. I don't, right. I don't exactly. think. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so weird. It's like, stop using the word guest. Well, don't Unless... you think it, it make it sounds like they're going to be more deferential to you, more welcoming? Uh, you know, right, patient sounds, uh, I don't know, distant and uh, uninvolved and unempathetic, but guest suggests that you're going to be treated really, really well. But you're not. They're just no. going to pretend. No, I, it's the same kind of... It, it's a it's a kind of a verbal fashion statement, I guess. I don't it's, know. To disguise, but stop it! But just stop it. Yes, my guest and, is screaming in the other room. Uh, we need more Novocaine, <laughs> please. And the other thing that's driving me up the wall is people who say, "I was I was today years old when I found out whatever it is." It's so annoying. Does that you know what I'm talking about? No. Like, like if you just found out today, like today, I just found out something about you and I would say to somebody else, I go, I was today years old when I found out Pat, that Pat Cashman, uh, whatever you did. I haven't heard it's that. Stupid. It's stupid. I'm, I was today years old. And then this other thing, can I, I'm just going to go on, yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other thing is when people go, oh, it's been a minute. I think I've already complained oh, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I ran that. into an old friend along, uh, I haven't seen in a while. And they're like, yeah, it's been a minute. No, it's been fucking five years. Oops, I can't say that. <laughs> well, I'll try to remember according, to edit that out. I hope to I my remember. Watch, it hasn't been a minute. Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. Well, like, you're well, trying to be clever? What are you trying to do? Stop it. Well, we're on the topic, if this is a topic. Yes. Here, here's one that I don't like, and it's it. I have no right to not like it. Uh, it, it almost seems like it's prejudicial for me to not, not like it, but I can't okay. stand it. What? It's y'all. Hey, y'all, oh. come on over here. I mean, it's like y'all. It's yeah. like northern people or people from other parts of the country trying to adopt a G shucks kind of southern style. Yeah. That yeah. Just, it just rings. Well, first of all, it's 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 not authentic if you're if you don't live in the south. Correct. But it, now, it's, especially if there's only the one southern... person in the room. <laughs> yeah. Are they using the southern accent or are they using their not necessarily. Uh, neutral American accent to say it? Because that's yeah. even yeah. I, no, I don't necessarily hear a southern accent. Yeah. Although by the by the construct of it's actually two words, you all, but it it's it's right. a, a word now. Why apostrophe all? So yeah. it, so. Inevitably, there's going to be a southern drawl of, of, of sorts coming out right. when right. you say a word like y'all. Yeah. Y'all. <clears throat> hey, y'all. Come here, y'all. I don't know. It annoys me. There, I've said it.
Okay, now yeah. now we've talked about my my misfortunes. What yes. what's going on with you before we well, wrap, wrap this up? I got broken up with two weeks ago. You fall off a ladder or what? Uh, oh, you no. mean you broke up with a boy? I didn't break or up with the boy. Grandpa. Oh, he yeah, broke up. A, he broke up with me. Okay, let didn't, me ask you this. Didn't want to what? Yeah, go ahead. Hurtful. I'm happy did to he, answer. Did he have the temerity? I mean, uh, the authenticity, I guess, maybe. Mm -hmm. The courage, the nuts to mm -hmm. do it in person, or did he yes. send you a text? Okay. Yes, I will I will give him that. He faced me like a man. Similar to a man. <laughs> he faced me similar to a man. Yes. And said, I do not want to be in a relationship with you. <laughs> That what can you say to that? You can't argue that. You can't go, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It's like you, you can't. You just have to sit there and just freaking take it like a man and go, oh, okay. Have you ever been in a job that you just hate and you want to quit and you're thinking yeah. of quitting all the time? And then, yeah. then the, the boss says to you, yeah, we're going to have to let you go. And you go, damn it. Damn it! I was gonna. You can't fire me. I quit. Why did <laughs> yeah, I quit? Right. Yeah, exactly. You want you want to be the one to quit, not to them to quit you. Yeah, yeah. yeah rejection is never fun. If you um, saw it coming, Lisa. If you saw it coming, when you guys sat down, where wherever you were, yeah. And you said, oh, "I know. I see what he's about to do here. I'm gonna yeah. jump. I'm gonna. I'm gonna head off this off I'm at gonna, the pass. And, I'm and gonna run my, out of the room and not listen." Lisa, I've got something <laughs> to tell you. Before you do. Before you say what you're going to say, yeah. I just want to say, I don't think it's working out. Uh, I don't think we should continue seeing each other. And uh, frankly, I don't want a relationship with you. Now, what were you going to say to me? And he would say, oh, dang, I was going to propose marriage. <laughs> oh, shoot. Dang it. Yeah. No, I'm not no. trying to make light of it. It hurt. It, it, I it cried. Every... It hurt. I cried. You don't ever want to be rejected. And no, no. but you there's nothing, there's just simply nothing you can do about it. It is the human experience. Everybody will be rejected in some fashion or one way or another throughout their life. They say that breaking up is hard to do. Now I I decided. So you don't call your friends after something like that and say, "Do you know? Uh, you know where I could buy a rope?" <laughs> no. 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 Because ultimately, I, I don't mean to get, but ultimately, it's not about really me. I mean, if you if somebody doesn't want to, it's much more fun to be in a relationship with somebody who wants to be in a relationship. So sure. why would I even like press the point of? Uh, 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 so yeah, well, it's I, been hard. I, I think been... I I think that if he had said, you know what, I just don't want to be in a relationship, and and mm -hmm. and put a period there, but then to add the with you is uh, that's. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the with you. Do you think? That doesn't well, soften it. I mean, you're still not in the relationship with them. I think it would be, well, maybe it wouldn't, maybe he was being just blunt and, and honest. And I guess there's something. I've always gone with the lying route. <laughs> uh, if I ever had to break up with somebody, I'd say, you know what? I just found out that I've only got two weeks to live. And uh, I, 
I want to go to Portugal. I've always wanted to see it. And so I'm going to go there until it's over. So it's been great knowing you. Thank you. And goodbye. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. But then what if the, what if she goes, well, can I come with you? <laughs> you mean work. to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't work. No, so no, I, 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 I don't mean to make light of it either. It's not funny. It, and uh, and it, whether it's a yeah. job or a, uh, yeah, you know, rejection is not. No, it's always, it's always but and if you have, if you haven't ever been rejected, if you, I tell people, if you've never been fired, well, either so, you're very lucky or you're just you don't make much of an impression on anybody. You don't take any risks. Let's yeah. put it that way. If you've yeah. never been fired, and something else that can be um, comforting too is to be like, well, yeah, I, you know what, I've been broken up with better people than you. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I've been rejected by better people than you. Did you weep when he told you that? I didn't weep, but I did. It was very hard to hold back the tear. I I, I, I was like, I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of seeing me disintegrate in front of him. Yeah. I'm very, I have a lot of pride. I certainly did after, but I held my head up high. And this was a man I'd given my house key to. And I said, uh, all right. Can I have my house? And I did. I did cry a little bit. So yeah. why why are you asking? If well, I, I just remember. I, I just know for me, and I haven't had a ton of experience with this. But if somebody tells me, uh, "Wait, we don't need you anymore. I don't love you. I don't." It was. I I always feel horrible for people who go guys who go. No, 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 no. Wait, give me another chance. Uh, no, I I can change. I, oh wait, no, God, I just no. never go there. That no. that you can just see this. That no, ain't gonna no, work, no. man. It doesn't work, and and it's you're not. It's not gonna work long term no, at all. No, no, so. no. And here's the thing: there is somebody who I, I who will love me for for me. I don't have to go be in something I'm not. And um, yeah, you know, we're not everybody's cup of tea. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us, but um, yeah, it hasn't been fun. But I'm okay, and well, I'm thought, glad to hear that. I thought maybe it's too soon, but I'm going to jump back on um, a dating site, and I have to tell you, <laughs> that's going super well. It is going super well. No, it's no, not. it's not. No, it is. I'm meeting. I'm meeting some very nice men, but I had one guy. So I know you don't know anything about dating sites, Pat. So basically you get on a dating site, you put your stats up, you throw your pictures up and you just you throw the line in the water and you're yeah. just fishing around. I know. I'm, so I'm, not a, I'm not really a newbie. I'm, I'm on Grindr a lot. But other than that, I don't know that much about it. <laughs> so a fish comes along, jumps on your hook and you're like, oh, hi, fishy. And you start uh, typing and messaging back and forth. And then... For uh, then you decide if you want to actually talk with them on yeah. on the phone or whatever. So I got to this point with a lovely gentleman, very handsome, very tall, had all his teeth. Pat, um, I have my teeth too. Unfortunately, they're on my plate. Yeah, but I still <laughs> so, have them. So I'm like very encouraged, and 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 we're setting up a time to chit chat. And I checked back in with him the uh the next day this was just a few days ago and i checked back with him so okay so when are we going to jump on the call and get a little vibe check and he says to me, he types to me this he says oh i have to tell you i just discovered that i'm not actually divorced 
Okay. He goes, no, I, I just found out I'm not actually divorced. I'm only separated. Oh, he just and found, I said, just how alarming, out. how alarming for you to just discover that. <laughs> how do you just discover you're not divorced? I think you dodged a big bullet. Oh, God. No kidding. And on so, that note, Lisa, I think we better wrap here. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, we have miles to go before we sleep. Here is the joke of the day. I hope you like it. I need a good laugh. A man walked into a bar and asked for a beer. So far and so good, right? Except this man had no arms. Walked into a bar and asked for a beer. The bartender shoved the foaming glass of beer in front of him. And the customer said, Ah, look, uh, as you may have noticed, I, I have no arms. Would you please hold the glass up to my mouth? Bartender says, yeah, okay. And he did. Then the customer said, okay, now I was wondering if you'd be so kind as to get my handkerchief out of my front pocket here and wipe the foam off of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can do that. Okay, thanks. Now, if you, if you would reach into my right-hand pants pocket, you'll find the money for the beer. So the bartender did it and got the money. And then the customer said, you know, you've been very kind. Just one thing more. Yeah. Where's the men's room? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it's out the door. You turn left. You walk three blocks. There's a bus stop there. Get on the bus. Go four miles. I said, this thing's gone far enough. I've had enough of it. She said, me, For listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.